Welcome everybody to another episode of the GW Show on this awesome March 17th. I am your host Marcus Weisner and with me as always is the man himself, the new fan with the quarterback with number 12 on the chest and on the back, the New York Jets over there. Mr. Dan Gonzalez, what's going on, my man? How are you doing on this awesome Friday? By the way, happy St. Tra- Patrick's Day, by the way. Yes, I'm actually sipping on a, sham- a shamrock shake as we speak. All right. Yeah, I got, you know, as a Jets I'm fan, gang green over there, you know, with the, with the green. Not, nice day for you, man. And, nice day. And you know and you know what? You, you said new fan on that intro, and I'm like, like, no. I'm like, this is a day one thing. No, I'm talking I've about a new, a new fan of Aaron Rodgers, you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, I've always been an a- I've always been an A-Rod guy, but now it's even heightened. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's kind of, that's, I think that's yeah. kind of what I mean by that. I know? am like a big, I was a big A-Rod guy, and I'm still. And now it's now it's better. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's yeah. I, I, I kind of think you. Yeah, as far as a fan of having him like on. Well, I say having him. It hasn't officially happened, but like going to have him on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I yeah, said, man, watching that Pat McAfee show was nerve wracking. Yeah, man, I realized it was one o'clock, and I tell you, bro, I was sitting there, and I get asked, um, it's kind of, I was told, you know, one, about twelve fifty, twelve fifty five. I I kind of just finished lunch at like twelve thirty, and uh, <clears throat> one of the VPs for from the company, um, you know, walked. He's like, hey, you know, we're having a meeting at one. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, like. I was listed as optional on the meeting. So I like had my headphones in. I was about to pull up Pat McAfee show, start listening and everything. And then they go, Hey, you know, you ready to present for the meeting? And I was like, the what? And, uh, so yeah, I had to, I had to present a meeting that I had no idea about wasn't prepared for, but I apparently did pretty fucking good. So I guess that's what matters. Uh, um, that's a win. Yeah, big W right there. Uh, but sucks obviously because I got I missed uh, Pat's biggest show of the of the uh, basically existence of it. Yeah, over fi- about five hundred thousand people watching it. You know that's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I pretty much watch it. Um, I watch it just about every day. You know, because it's like that like perfect. I, I listen to stuff in the morning when I'm working, but that's like that perfect like second half of the day kind of show. It's like a different, like different vibe, different momentum. Yeah, uh, he has like the perfect time slot for his show. Yeah, twelve to three, it's perfect because that happens. I have like it's 30, great for like those people that are like in the middle of their work day. Yeah, like thirty minutes to an hour left on my day for work, and I'm done. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, but sometimes it rolls over. So then when it ends, I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, cool. Like, it's about over with. So uh, let's go. Let's go. But yeah. Um, yeah, obviously today, you know, we we there were an episode on Friday just because uh, we wanted to see if we weren't going to jinx ourselves by like discussing the Aaron Rodgers saga, and it's like, oh well, there's no deal yet, and then we release it Friday, and then blah blah, blah there's a fucking trade that just happens because you know how everything goes with us. Um, mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, let's just kind of take an extra day and see what happens because you know things just somehow either magically get done pretty quickly on a Friday or they wait till Monday. So that's kind of where we're at. So yeah, we waited on that. And then obviously with March madness, you know, yesterday we're, you know, Dan and I were texting each other and I was like, Holy shit. I didn't want to realize what time it was because I was watching March madness. I, to be fair, I don't really watch a lot of college basketball to begin with. Uh, just cause it's like, 
I mean, there's a lot of sports going on during that like time frame. There's a lot that goes on. So to to be honest, college basketball gets put on the back end burner pretty easily. Um, so obviously when March hits and obviously I start, I start, I'm like, oh, okay, like I start wanting to watch some of these games. But bro, there has been a lot of fucking upsets already. Like, I think going into it. As far as just from the vibes that I'm hearing, um, there really wasn't kind of a clear cut favorite. Just from the, what I'm hearing, there. I mean, Dan, you could by all means let me know if I'm wrong by this. No, but, you're, you're spot on. There's been like, but like Alabama like, was like uh, the first overall seed, but then one of their star players is having two players on their team are having off the field issues. One of them got arrested, and the other one. Had the you know for, it's cleared. The other one's cleared, and the other one got cleared. Brandon, but then it's like the, the better, the, the better one, the one that's got like the no, no disrespect. I, I don't know. I know the one is Brandon Miller. He played today, and he actually scored zero points in today's game, and they still won. But like, you know, he only played eighteen minutes. So I think they're trying to keep him cool for the rest of the tournament. Yeah, but I mean, he was cleared of. He, I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he was cleared of any wrongdoing and whatever transpired there. But um, you know, for terms of brackets, it was. Uh, I think Bama had the most votes or or the most predictions for the national champion, and then Houston was second, and the third one just got bumped probably about like 20 minutes before we got here. Exactly. You know, you know, this is the third straight year Purdue's been bounced in the first round. They got bounced by the number 13 seed, North Texas. Last year, they got bounced by St. Peter's. Shout out to New Jersey. And then today, lost to Freddie Dickinson. Shout out to New Jersey again. Wow. Purdue basketball is literally Notre Dame football. You got to love it. <laughs> they are literally. I mean, they, they, only have, they only have that one guy who's like seven foot four. After that, it's not really like a whole lot to write about, and even then, it's kind of like yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know you, but... I watched their I watched their Big Ten championship game, and I'm like, I'm like they're such a one dimensional team. Like if you legitimately like keep this guy who's like seven foot four, just like just keep him like calm and like just if he just wants to get rebounds, if he doesn't, if you keep him off the score sheet, you'll be okay. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm, you know, sorry to be a homer here for, you know, Jersey, but I'm very proud of the, the state. Rutgers beat them this year, too, when they were the number one team in the country. So Purdue just doesn't have a, does not have any good luck with the state of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, rent free. Tell you what. But, yeah, I, I, I said I um, I watched a few games, and, like, even when I was watching the Texas game for a little bit, I was like, oh, man. At one point, it was like a th- five or six point game i was like holy shit am i about to see another upset like usually in the past bro when there's like pretty clear-cut number one number two seeds out there like they they dominate for the first two or three rounds like it's not even close it's pretty spot on um but then it's like here lately, the last couple of years, you're starting to see more and more and more upsets of the of this happening. And I think, honestly, I think one of the biggest ones uh, out there still 
is when obviously Virginia lost as the first number one seed to lose to a 16, and then Duke losing to Mercer. You remember that a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not talking like just like a you know we're not talking we're talking about a Coach K primetime Duke team that was like I think the reason they were the number two seed is because they didn't win the ACC championship that year. I believe I could be wrong. Um, actually, yeah, they were because Virginia was the number one seed. I think that year. Duke's. Duke sucks, so fuck him. Yeah, I mean it's true, but <laughs> uh, but it's just like one of those things of things are it, college basketball in general. It's just I don't know. I don't know if it's more evenly matched or if just college basketball in general just it ain't there right now. I haven't heard of like any. I said again, I don't watch a ton of college basketball, so yeah. we actually have another upset brewing as we speak. The 12 seed Drake is up 44 to 41 on five seed Miami. That's insane. <clears throat> I mean, this honestly, like, like I actually no... picked that one. I picked that one. I picked I, in my bracket. I picked Drake to beat Miami, so that would be like my one. I picked a handful of upsets that just didn't transpire. Like I picked Utah State to beat Missouri, didn't transpire. Um, this one I picked one. I picked did I pick Oral Roberts? No, I picked Duke to beat Oral Roberts. Uh huh. But, you know, college basketball is not so much, like, there's not. We have, obviously, like, the predominant schools, like, you know, the the Kansases, the Kentuckys, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, you know, like the, like, the, like, the elite schools that are always in the national spotlight. But the smaller schools have started to close the gap a little bit, a lot. Because, like, these, like, like, come on, like, this. <laughs> This, what does Fairleigh Dickinson? No disrespect to them. Jersey school, love my state. Who though? Me. But like honestly, who? What do they? What What do they have to lose if they get bounced by Purdue? They're just happy to be here. They didn't even win. You know, they didn't even win their conference. They finished second in their conference tournament. They had to do like that play in that they do now, like the like the last four in. Yeah, they won. They won that one. And oh, look at that! Your prize, you got to play Purdue. Yeah. Hey, congratulations! And look, and look what happened. You, you, you got in as a 16 seed. Now you got to play one of the four best teams in the country. And then look what, like you said, look what happened. They beat them. And now they're like, wait, like how did this even happen? Like they're they're, they're I again didn't watch the game, saw speculation, but like their jerseys are probably the same as like Great Britain's baseball uniforms. They probably have no funding for it, and that shit probably fucking peels when they sweat. Like, I mean, I thought the jerseys were pretty nice. I again, they, I didn't watch it. I didn't even see the fucking highlights. So, like, this is literally me just sitting here going, "Yeah, like, I, I have." I have but the Furman, I think, I, I still think the biggest upset again besides the 16 seed, Furman beating Virginia. Oh yeah, dude. Well, Virginia is another one of those over overhyped teams as well. They're another one of them. Every year, every year they come into the tournament and people start picking them, mm-hmm. and they get they fall flat on their face in the yep. first round. Yeah. And it was I, a boneheaded play too. That guy should not have just chucked the ball up yeah, in the air. Yeah, like I did that. see like, that. He threw that ball all the way back there. Like that. Like, was, what do you do? That was terrible. A <laughs> guy from Furman was like, he's walking to the locker. He was like, he just threw the ball up there. <laughs> and then it like, and then it was literally. He dude, got that was it. the funniest. That was the funniest thing ever. The dude legitimately walking, and they caught it on camera. 
walk into the locker room. I guess he's talking to an official, and he's like, he just threw the ball up there. Yeah. And then you see him run to his locker room, and you hear all the celebrating going on. I'm like, that's funny. I actually laughed at that. I can't believe it, man. Like, there's just some things that you do that you're like, okay, like, I'm pretty sure that they teach you in college, like, when you in your sport, especially, don't do shit like that. But it happened. And now, uh, now they get to be the laughing just... one. What? They don't get to be the laughing stock. They just get to be in a group of like Arizona and Purdue. And it's like, okay, which one of them gets made fun of the most? Uh, I think Arizona probably does, considering the fact that everybody it seems picked them to win, and they got beat, and they got beat by a 15 seed. Like your guy right here. Yeah. So. Shout out to me, my bracket for the second year in a row got busted on day one. Absolutely. Second year in a row. Good job, man. Good job. Well, I uh... I can't I can't predict these. I can't predict. But that's what makes it fun, you know. Like I'm, I'm not gonna do a wheel. Like I'm just gonna pick two teams on a wheel, and I, like if I do, I don't do brackets for college basketball, but like I, I think when I do it, the the next one, I'll do one next year or something. I'll just spin a wheel and go. Two seed, fifteen seed. I'll just put their team name and then whatever it lands on, I'm picking them and then move it on. I feel like I have a better chance of get being more correct like that than thinking analytically Probably. going, Well, okay, they're a two seed, so they should beat the fifteen seed. Right? So I, I even <laughs> sat down and like like while I was filling my bracket, I watched the episode of like all the quote unquote experts like predicting each game and how they think it was gonna go. And I was just trying to like do my own thinking, you know, while obviously having, you know, like a helping hand. Cause I don't, I don't watch college basketball like that. I'm more of the. Oh, freezing cold takes guy. Twitter page had a field day with all of those. A field day. Go to, oh, go yeah, to their Twitter no. page and it's all over. Everybody's fucking like predictions and why are just blasted on that page. They've, yeah, they've got content for at least another couple days now. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like, I just listened. I didn't, like, full-on, like, listen to them. But, like, I took their, you know, I took what they what they said into consideration because they, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're experts. I don't – I watched I watched North Carolina basketball and some conference tournaments so I can get a feel for what my bracket's going to look like. After that, I don't do anything college basketball related. Dan Unless says, it's like a I really the tape just I'll to get l- fucked in the first round. <laughs> Basically, like, I'm not here to like I don't I don't know. Like I, I like North Carolina basketball. That's the team I root for when it comes to college basketball and then and then after that it come, you know, whoever after that it just falls on their like a player from New Jersey or a team from New Jersey. Like that that's pretty much it. Fair enough, man. I have no I have no no, like really serious connect. Like even, even now in March Madness, I've only sat down and watched like two games. Yeah, no, I've I, I've only watched a couple of games. But I too, usually, but I I think this is like a I good usually time start, to watch it. Yeah, like round of thirty-two is when I start sitting down because I think those matchups get a lot better. Like the better the matchups, you're gonna draw me in. Yeah. But it also doesn't help that the World Baseball Classic's on, and that's where kind of that's where my attention is right now. So yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's also, I mean, that's that's kind of that's a pretty good topic we could roll into. But World Baseball Classics are pretty solid. Uh, I've been having a really good time Puerto watching Rico. it. That Puerto Rico's a, about to move on. Huh? Mm. Excuse me, taking a sip of water. Oh. Um, Puerto Rico's about to move on. 
that that uh uh Dominican Republic getting eliminated like that. I mean, that's like first off, that game was a very solid game. Like the the atmosphere, like Game Seven World Series type of shit. But yeah, for them to lose and then obviously get eliminated, that team that roster was loaded. One of the favorites to win it all, by the way, probably the favorite by most people to win it all. Just to not advance out of the pool play is crazy. There. I have them labeled as probably one of the most disappointing baseball teams ever. Really? Dude, come on. Look at that lineup. Oh, yeah. No, I, I totally understand what you're saying, but like. Um, it's bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And USA gets to go against Venezuela tomorrow, and that's going to be a. That one's going to be a doozy. I mean, right now it's. Uh, so Puerto Rico's up 4 to 2 in the bottom of the seventh. Mexico's at bat with the bases loaded. One out, so this game could get wild in a, in a heartbeat. Mexico's been playing that's pretty good, too, where, That's probably where I'm going to be changing the channel as we're talking here. Keeping this on mute, of course. <laughs> I did not realize the bases were loaded, so uh, let's go see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, like I said, USA, in general, I think it's been, it's been definitely underperforming with the roster that they have. Like, if, oh, it, for sure. if, it, if it wasn't star-loaded, top to bottom... This team would suck. Like, like even against now, Colum- I, like even against Colombia, like Colombia is decent, but like you should have, what you did to Canada, you should have done to them too. I feel like though, in a way, you can give some of these play, like say, play, you can give the players a slight pass because this is a, the time frame they would be doing spring training as well. So it's not like they've been playing a little bit and then doing this. This is like some of the guys first swings first game swing since like september so that's they got bases uh, loaded two outs now but at the end of the day um i mean it's just i mean it's oh, the this has been a really good i think this has been a pretty good like i guess you call it a tournament event world baseball classic um, it's fun i mean it's unfortunate what happened to um, edwin diaz obviously so that made national but it's like there's I mean, national headlines and people, of course, that's the people who want to bash the World Baseball Classic. They basically that basically gave them like the, you know, the open door to walk in and start bashing. And I'm like, they don't make well, it's a useless predict. tournament. Why are they doing this? He doesn't need to be. OK, he got hurt celebrating like that literally could happen to anybody. It's a freak. Yeah, accident. And it's, like, it's not like he. Uh, I don't know. It like it's injuries. just stupid. It's like. It's stupid. Like it's and if people keep calling a meaningless tournament, forty six percent of Puerto Rican households watched that game. In Puerto Rico alone, forty six percent. This tournament means the world, not only to Puerto Rico, but it means the world to every single country participating. I think I saw it was Japan was seventy percent. Yeah, like exactly, like dude, and we have like. And, you know, like Team Cuba is in the semifinals in Miami. You know, Miami obviously has a huge Cuban population like that. That's huge. Like, this is a, this is a big deal. And you're going to sit there and say that this tournament is meaningless? Not to these guys, because to these guys, this is like, it's like the World Cup. You know, the World Cup's not a meaningless tournament. Like, how many, how many opportunities do baseball players get to go out 
and represent their nations, you know? And Mexico probably just tied the game. They did. Yeah, Mexico tied the game. Damn. 4-4. Four, four. But yeah, but, um, I, it, I wouldn't say it's meaningless. Like many, but I feel like how many times like like you don't you don't have that like this is the first time you know obviously since its inception that baseball has like their own World Cup. I feel like though that if for something like this, I feel like it should maybe Major League Baseball should kind of cater it or maybe be in partnership with the WBC for this to allow teams and players to maybe do it like maybe uh like towards the end of the season maybe essentially from or like mid-season i don't know if maybe someone, of the season. someone said and it made sense when i have to this was like right before the wbc started and this is like when the haters started coming out saying like oh you're ruining these guys spring training and i'm like well i mean if anything it's actually accelerating their spring training because they're facing guys who are actually legitimately giving their 100% rather than a pitcher who knows who's going to make their opening day rosters only throwing they're throwing pitches that they're working on not their actual arsenal that they're going to use in the regular season or but you got guys that are but, try, that are throwing hard or playing really well with the hopes of being signed to play uh for a major league team um, yeah, like you have guys who want to like make their opening day roster or even like they do so good, they start the year in AAA. And if you do good in AAA, you get a shot. Exactly. Or, you know, so and I, you have some guys who are playing for that 40-man roster spot because once you make the 40-man roster, you can get that call at any time during the year. It says, hey, man, pack your bags. We need you. We need you in the big leagues. Yep. And so I, I, I think it's a pretty cool thing. Um, I'm sure that – Maybe in the future they'll they'll kind of work with like a partnership or something to allow like players to maybe who are not playing in the World Series. Let's say like they do it in October. Wow. Mexico just took the lead. What's that? It's five it's five four Mexico. Oh wow! I'm glad I turned the game on. But yeah. someone um someone presented that it should start in July and go all the way up until when the all-star break is supposed to end and then teams resume their season right then and there. That's a good idea. I like that. It makes sense. And throw a couple double headers here and there. No. And then he presented that it actually shortens the season and you may see longevity in certain players. Yeah. I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like imagine having the first three weeks off in July I think he said something about like longevity or he said they can just extend the season like two more weeks and like they you're playing like the World Series maybe like the week before Thanksgiving. Oh. I'm about it. I'm about it. And he said like, you know, keep the keep the format the way it is. He's like, keep it once every three years or once every four years. He's like, do it World Cup style. You know, once every it is once every four years. They're doing they're doing this one. And then the next one's in three years, so they can kind of get back on that schedule because COVID messed up the last one. But um, but yeah, no, he's like the guy wrote it out, and he's like World Cup style, and once every four years. You know, he's like, let's put it like in the beginning of July, mm-hmm. and it goes. It's a because it it does coincide. This is only like the World Baseball Classic really is only a two and a half week tournament. Mm-hmm. It's quick. It is legitimately 
it started on March 7th and it ends on the 21st. It's exactly two weeks. Just have to just give players two weeks off, you know, do it towards the all-star break. Um, and yeah, and he's like, once every four years, you just don't have an all-star game. You just give players a break. I like it. I like that. I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, that's, that's honestly not a terrible idea. Yeah. Sounds good, my man. Well, hey, before we get into the, you know, the free agents and everything, like get all the uh, off-season stuff going on, obviously. The, um, the, the biggest, meat and potatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, obviously, the big thing that we want to talk about is, uh, you know, I one would be from your team and one would be from my team. So, I, I mean, kind of, uh, we could start with, uh, you know, uh, Ezekiel Elliott was cut, was officially cut uh, yesterday. Um, That's know, the real reason why people, Marcus, didn't want to record yesterday. He was actually very upset. Very upset, honestly. <laughs> but I, um, you know, obviously the move, the business move, obviously for it, they're saving $11 million in the cap this year. They have an 11.6 dead cap spread between this year and next year. Um, but yeah. Which is an awful. No, it's not terrible. Um, it does suck, though, like I said, that uh, the two sides couldn't come to an agreement. I'm not really sure what had happened. Um, there's still obviously the possibility he resigns. It's not It's not that they – I don't know if they will or won't uh, because obviously it, it's, a, it's a situation, too, where, you know, him and Dak were, like, really close friends or basically, like, you know, they're really close friends. Um, and they asked him how he felt about it. He said, like, like this – this hurts. Like it, it's a, it, it sucks. It's happened, but I understand it's a business. So maybe he does. It did come suck back seeing that on, on Dak's face. It really, it, it did. It actually, I was actually a little like upset, you know, at, um, no, I was just upset. Like hearing Dak's reaction, not like an anger upset, but I, I felt for the guy, you know? Oh yeah. They, they got drafted in the same draft class together. They both, you know, started the same season, They've been like right, you know, quarterback, running back. That's right there, and so mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know, man. You know, Zeke's, Zeke was one of my favorite Cowboy players throughout his tenure there. Like, I mean, I have, I have his jersey. I have, you know, the autograph. I have it to wear. Uh, I mean, it's just, you know, it sucks. But um, hopefully, maybe there could be a time. Maybe they could get opportunity, opportunity to you know, resign him. Maybe as a super like cheap contract because they're already paying him for the next two years. So he said he wants to come back. He, you know, he, or he wanted to restructure his deal. He wanted to take a pay cut. I don't know what happened, but you know, yeah, this. I think that um, you know, I don't know if many teams would be interested in his services. Uh, we know that his playmaking ability Buffalo. is. Kind oh, of Buffalo sniffing around. Gone. Buffalo is probably yeah. looking for a running back, like more than Dalvin injured. Cook, probably. Yeah, I think they're looking for not a guy. Not in my luck. Catcher. Not in my luck. The way like the AFC East is going, like the one time where my team's getting good, so is everybody else. I'm like, you can't just let us have one. <laughs> yeah. No shit. <laughs> no shit, dude. No, but I had like a buddy of mine. Yeah, I guess you can say a buddy, an old college friend. He's like, he's like, oh, the Jets should sign. The Jets should sign Ezekiel Elliott since we're so big on the signing veterans. I'm like, 
and he's a he's like a quote unquote he's a he's a pessimistic Jets fan. Like everything they do is wrong, and even like if they win, they'll he'll find something wrong that happened in the game and beat on it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know plenty of people are like uh, that. And it's also like it's also like the same guy that like when we drafted Sauce Gardner, he's like, why do we draft a corner? We don't need one. And then you know Sauce Gardner immediately becomes the best corner in football. Like, and he's like, and he said it. He's like, oh, the Jets should take Zeke because they like signing veterans. You know, trying to throw a jab at us getting um, Rogers, which we'll dive into in a moment. Mm. And I'm like, I didn't want to comment on it because it would have taken me a while to type everything I really wanted to say. But I'm like, dude, we have. We have running backs. We have one that was going to win Rookie of the Year. We have Michael Carter, who's a very serviceable do-it-all back. We have, you know, Zonovan Knight, who stepped in really nicely towards the end of the year. You know, like, what? <laughs> like, we don't fucking need Ezekiel Elliott. We have a starting running back. And we have the backup who can also start if need be. Like, it, it, was, it was so stupid. Yeah, it's um, I I said I don't think that many teams are gonna be looking for Zeke services. I think honestly, I think his he's gonna be gonna a, try to go back to Dallas if he can. He's gonna he's gonna be a team's training camp addition when you know when they look at their if they look at their running back room and they're like oh you know what we could probably use him or you know God forbid you know once again you don't wish it on anyone but. Injuries do happen in training camp. You know, God forbid a running a team's running back takes a bad step. Yeah. You know, it doesn't hurt to bring in Zeke Elliott like on a one year, like seven, eight million dollar deal or something. No, he ain't getting that. He would probably he probably wouldn't make but two million dollars at most, I don't think. I think someone would pay that price for him. Yeah. I mean he's I he's not gonna make very much because he's not the player that he was. He's he uh I mean, even if he was a three-down back or even if he had, like, probably 70% of the carries, I mean, it, it would have to be a lot for him to hit 1,000 yards. It's, I mean, he's he's your guy that if you need, like, a third and one, four and one, fourth and one, or, like, less than four, four or five yards of carry, like, he's he's got so he's, he's a So he's a second second on the depth chart type of guy now. Yeah, he just doesn't – he doesn't have it, like, as far as – his legs are done. Um, it's a shame, man. It really is a shame. You look at some How of his like early on his rookie year, like his first three years. You look at some tape, and you're like, "Holy shit, this guy's literally gonna put like absolute work in." He's gonna his first three years, he was averaging over 102 yards a game, and then it diminished. His fourth year, it went to like 92. His fifth, and then it went to like this past year, where it went to like 50 three yards a game or 55 like it, it shows that all of that wear and tear just put a beating on him and it sucks man because as that's one of my favorite players that was on dallas's team and fuck so i mean hey that's again that's the business for it and we'll see what happens so hope I, hopefully he gets a shot hopefully he's i don't want him to be like a todd Gurley situation where his body just is done and then he never plays it down again that would just suck to to know. It really would. But um, yeah, moving on to your New York Jets. Obviously, the, the, that's pretty much been the news of the entire National Football League. One of them, at least. Um, 
Rogers came out uh, on Wednesday and basically said, hey, um, it's not me holding anything up. It's Green Bay. Uh, I want to play for the Jets. And Jets fans were screaming and hooping and hollering and saying, yip, hip, hooray. We're going to the Super Bowl. Book your ticket. Fuck Zach Wilson. Have a good day. Um, And that's kind of like, I mean, as much as that, like, that sounds awesome. It really, it's kind of like how Tampa was when they signed Brady. They were like, hell yeah, we're getting, we're getting this, like, awesome quarterback, one of the greatest of all time. Brady is the GOAT. You know, but he's like 40 when he signed, 41. (laughs) So, they're like, oh, shit. Like, what are we going to do? Like, you know, is he going to play for one year? And I think it's kind of the hold up right now with, with uh, Rodgers and the Jets. You know, Green Bay's kind of they're – get, they're getting kind of greedy. And if they ask for too much of the pie, Rodgers could say, I'm done. And then they're left with nothing. And uh, I don't know who that would screw more, the Jets or Green Bay. Because I feel like if – let's say this does happen. I feel like the Jets are the prime time candidate to sign Lamar Jackson, like you have mentioned plenty of times before. Yeah, like I said, it's going to happen. It's just because, like I said, Rodgers is kind of done. You know, he he said it on the Pat McAfee show. He's kind of like accepted the fact that, you know, Jordan Love is the starting quarterback for the Packers. And, you know, and I think, you know, and the the good thing is the Jets are getting like that angry chip on his shoulder, Aaron Rodgers, because if you listen to the interview, he was very like ticked off at how the Packers were handling the whole situation. Because obviously he went into his darkness retreat and then he came back out of his darkness retreat to like messages basically saying like, dude, we're going to, you know, we're probably going to go in a different direction. And, you know, he started, you know, he obviously opened up like his like emails and Twitter and people were talking about like, you know, him leaving and this, that, and the third. And the one thing Rogers preached was he likes direct communication and he felt like you know, they weren't giving him that. Yeah. So he's like, and like he said, he, you know, he, he said it himself. He went into the darkness retreat, 90% retired, and he came out with the intention of playing for the for the Jets. And I'm like, well, I'm like, let's get it done, boys. And like I said, the Jets have all the leverage, in my opinion. The Jets have the leverage. Your quarterback wants to play for us. He doesn't want to play for you. The longer he's on your roster, it's going to create a bigger distraction for your team. So it's probably best you move on quick. I, I feel and this. I, I think so too. We're getting, just... And we're getting and we're getting people. Like we just got his one of his targets, Lazard. You know. Um, you know, the Jets are filling out the roster kind of too like, you know, they're doing like like these small depth signings at the offensive line. Um, they, you know, they got the, they got a new punter, Thomas Morissette to compete with Brandon Mann. Um, they're talking to Calais Campbell, which would be freaking massive if they signed Calais Campbell, put him and Quinn and Williams right there in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, yeah, I would say, you know, him being cut by Baltimore, I'm not really sure where he would go, but I mean. If you're trying to go he, all in, like I mean, that's he he retweeted or he liked—I forget what it was—but it popped up on Twitter. The Jets signing Alan Lazard, I think he retweeted it. 
speaking of like people as far as social media and like alarming, like basically where there's smoke, there's fire situation. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is following Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, uh, Tony Pollard. He, uh, and it's also coming out that uh, apparently he wants to – his number one destination destination is Dallas. Uh, so I would like to see that <laughs> if that happens. Because seeing having seen him and DeAndre Hopkins for receivers is absolutely fucking your boy, disgusting. Your boy Randy Rosarena made probably the catch of the tournament just now. That's my boy. He doesn't make that catch. Puerto Rico ties the game. It's on the warning track too. They, oh, oh my wow. god. Oh my god. Yeah. No, yeah. He's the MVP of this tournament so far. Randy Rosarena. That's what I'm talking about, man. But yeah, uh, so with Rodgers going to the Jets, man, I said we pro- we're probably going to keep talking about this until it officially happens and then kind of getting a, you know, kind of like. I a, just want to know, like, do we, I just want to know, are we going to have our first round pick this year? I think that's the hold like, up. I think that what they're like, asking for is the first round. They're rounder. assessing, from what I'm reading, they're assessing talents. In this draft and next draft, and they're trying to see where you know I think Green Bay is trying to see where they're going to benefit the most. And I'll tell you this straight up: it's next year's draft. I'm like, just we'll give you like a second or a third in this draft, and then next year we can do like a like one of those picks where you know if Rogers meets certain criteria, the pick goes up. You know? Yeah. Hundred percent. Or if he plays I, the following year, then it people, goes up. Like I said, people are people are saying that like it's not going to cost the Jets a first round pick to land Aaron Rodgers. But I think I'm like, dude, I'm like, if we can, I'm like, I'm like, if different. we can get Rodgers and keep thirteen, I'm cool with that. And even honestly, I would easily take Rodgers, and we'll swap first round picks this year. The Jets will slide to fifteen, and the Packers move to thirteen. And then we'll throw in like a third round this year and then maybe a second round next year. And then we'll throw in Corey Davis as well. I think that's a great package right there that I just laid out. I, if I'm the if I'm the Packers GM, I would just take that. And then I'll let the Jets and the Rodgers decide on the contracts. Yeah. Because Rodgers coming to the Jets, he's going to get a new contract. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They're going to have to rework that deal in a way where – it works for both parties. Which I think, I mean, honestly, like, let's just get him in the goddamn building. <laughs> like, let's just make sure that, like, now, like, because the minute Rodgers is officially a Jet, I'm telling you right now, a mass entrance of free agents is going to follow. Probably. Very similar to, very similar to when Brady got signed by the Bucks. You know, we saw a lot of people decide to say, hey, let's just, you know, let's just see what we got here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. But, um, so, yeah, we, uh, you know, kind of we talked about a couple a couple pieces for both of our teams. So, we'll just kind of uh, jump right into <coughs> the uh, second part of free agency. Um as we mentioned, uh, you know, Jimmy G getting signed. They officially signed him today. 
uh, which they had a little bit of a hiccup, but they got everything kind of taken care of. A um, couple, couple of, we're not going to go through all of them because holy shit, there's way more than that. And then we probably could mention we're at 40 minutes already. Uh, uh-huh. A couple of pieces that, you know, kind of go through. If you have any more, obviously, Dan, you know, feel free to, you know, chime in on these. Um, first, what I'd like to kind of talk about, you know, is uh, I, I do like this one a lot is uh, David Montgomery, you know, signing a three year, $18 million deal to uh, the Detroit Lions. Um, that is a solid, solid signing um, for the Lions. Uh, I think by them doing that, that uh, they, this, the Swift train is pretty much like he he ain't there anymore you know what i mean like i don't think he's gonna i don't i don't think he's gonna be a, a <laughs> i don't think he's gonna be the like the primary back i think the other is gonna be traded probably at like at draft night for like whatever they can get for him he just can't or the deadline him. or the deadline yeah either or um i said i think the second what was it the second day of free agency was like a, a running back day yeah all the running backs are flying off. Sanders going to Carolina. Jamal Williams going to New Orleans. Uh, you know, obviously we just talked about Montgomery. Am I missing another running back that made his move? Yeah, and then Jamal. Yeah, Jamal Williams to the Saints. Which uh, reports came out today that Detroit actually offered him more money, and he declined it to go to the Saints, which is kind of like. And then he turned around in the it's press kinda... conference today, and he like basically trashed the fuck out of him. And I was like, "Oh, dude, uh, you don't want to do that one there." That's weird because like he was very vocal about coming back to Detroit, like very vocal. And I'm like, "Really, dude? Like it was like I saw it. I'm like, dude, like did it really get that bad? Like I'm like for once." You left Detroit when they're in a good situation. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, hundred percent. And they liked him. They liked him a lot, and they were like very positive. Like when about can him. you? When when can someone say, "I left Detroit, and they're really good"? Probably never. Not even Stafford can say that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so that was just kind of a weird one itself. Um, I'm not really. And sure you're like, why and I. And I guess he's assuming. I guess maybe the assumption is, you know, something is going on with Kamara where he, we know he's not going to play a lot this year. That, well, I mean, he's got his own issues going on, man. Like, uh, we, like I said, we, he may, Jamal may be the number one guy. And they may start moving on from AK. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a very, very big possibility. Um, even if they don't move him like there's a they could very well like i mean he might be suspended he might i mean he might be he's definitely getting suspended so i i don't i don't know man i do not know um let's see here i'm just kind of going through some of the uh some of the moves here how about my how about uh how about uh, Mike Gusecki signed with the Patriots this morning? I did see that. Uh, four and a half on a one, on a one-year deal. Like, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. 
I saw that as one, another one-year deal. Um, Let me. I'm gonna say this too. The Patriots have definitely shied away from their very serious demeanor. And I'm not sure Bill Belichick likes that. You get Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, we know, you know, he's a wannabe TikTok star. Um, you know, kind of. He, he's not what the you know what we're accustomed to as a Patriots player. And then, you know, Gesticki's, you know, does the worst gritty of all time. Like, we're not accustomed to these, like, personalities on the on the New England Patriots. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll see what they're I'm still, doing I'll say, I'll say this, and I'll say this, too. They're, they're still having a terrible offseason. The Patriots? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. No doubt about it. Like, first off, you overpaid the hell out of Juju Smith-Schuster when Jacoby Myers got the same money and a way better wide receiver. And you basically replaced Johnny Smith with Mike Kosicki. And you still have Hunter Henry. Like, why? Like, when are you going to realize that this double tight end system does not work? And Mike Kosicki was not even that good. I think maybe (laughs) the system. Well, it's also hard to, like, put up solid numbers when you've got – Tyreek and Jalen. I understand. There. Yeah, you know I, mean? I, I I get that. But even before then, it wasn't like a set the world on fire tight end. I mean, granted, there's not a lot, but like, you know, and speaking of you know, set the world on fire tight ends. You know, Darren Waller in the Big Apple now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't talk about that before. I like that. that happened right after our episode. I like that deal. Oh, f- uh, the Giants got a great, great deal. A thir- the hundredth overall pick, which by the way they. Used that pick. They got that pick for trading for Katerius Tony. So they basically did Katerius Tony for Darren Waller, which ups and I'll downs. Do, I'll do huge. ten times out of ten. Oh, ten out of ten um, helps their team overall. Um, finally, I and mean, I think, theoretically, uh, that's, and I that's think, what's that? And I think you know them, and they re-signed Sterling Shepard, and they signed Paris Campbell. So they're taking the wide receiver you know, position very serious. Obviously, you know, it was a huge issue for them, but they're they're taking it very serious. And, you know, getting Darren Waller is essentially another wide receiver. He's he's just a freak athlete and he's a great, great tight end matchup nightmare. Him and he's gonna be a you know for fantasy outlook, sign me up on the Darren Waller train. He's gonna get a lot of looks in that offense. The old Wallerus. Um I think he's yep. definitely yeah, I, I agree with you. Um he can put up. He may. I'm not going to say he's going to put up Travis Kelsey numbers, but I'm definitely going to put him in. You know, Darren Waller's numbers, maybe in like a, like a George Kittle category. Okay. I like that. Um. I'm trying to think of some some other, you know, decent free agents. Like, oh yeah, then Orlando Brown Jr. signed with the uh, Kansas City, or not Kansas City, but the Cincinnati Bengals. Um. And then Jonah Williams proceeds to cry and complain and ask for a trade. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he is on his last year of his deal. Or coming up on his last year of his deal. Uh, He's also not a good left tackle. No. But it's also a thing people are like, hey, why don't you play right tackle? Well, when you go from left tackle to right tackle, you lose a lot of money when it comes to that like mm-hmm. position. So it makes sense why he's asking for a trade. I get it. But I feel like there's one of those things like, hey, um, just know like be a be a bro. Like, come on. If he if he moves to a right tackle 
and obviously they still have Alex Kappa, and um, I think well, I think they're parting ways with Lyle Collins. Um, that's a really good offensive line. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe you look at maybe you look at a center in the draft. Like you, you, you immediately repaired your offensive line. Yes. Alex Kappa, Joe Williams, Orlando Brown, and a rookie like center like John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota. You immediately have a really good offensive line. And the, the big ticket item, bro, protect Joe Burrow. That's it. Protect the number one asset. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, news came out a couple days ago, too, that, uh, you know, obviously Wednesday was the uh, official day at 4 o'clock was when teams could start talking to Lamar for, um, to, you know, as far as with uh, new contracts and things like that because if it's not exclusive tag, so far, we haven't heard anything about it yet, um, but apparently he did uh, make a notion that the Ravens offered him a three-year, 133 fully guaranteed deal, and he basically laughed at it. Uh, Dan, I, I don't know about you, man. I don't really know like what number is going to make him say yes. I don't know what number is like he's looking at, um, but... When you essentially are doing stuff like that, it doesn't look that great for you. And um, I don't know what team is going to offer him anything. I really don't. I, I don't know. He's missing out on a lot of opportunities. I know. I mean, it's it's almost seems like Baltimore is kind of like his only spot. Um, I like you had said, I think in our last episode, you're letting Baltimore kind of just dictate the market, and then they're going to offer that to him. I mean, because he—that's how it was. They're letting they're letting other teams do their job for them. Yep, and I I don't think he's going to pull a Le'Veon Bell where he sits out the whole season kind of thing. I don't. He would think ruin his career. A hundred percent. It never. It's never worked. Um. I, I just, and then no one's gonna want no one's gonna want that like on their team. Like I know the Jets were just going big game humming that off season. But, like looking at it hindsight, terrible move. I mean the CJ Mosley signing obviously was great, but like Le'Veon was just like, you know, you missed the whole year and there's already tread on the tires. It's it just was not a. His first game as a Jet was good. After that, it just went severely downhill. And I hope the same doesn't happen to Lamar. I hope. I, I want him to get paid. He deserves it. Like, he really is a hell of a quarterback. Just uh, – it's it's hard because the Ravens are treating him like an above-average player, you know. If he's not the traditional quarterback, and I think what he's done for football – has revolutionized the quarterback position where you can, you need that dual threat quarterback. I truly believe that like him and Patty Mahomes are the two quarterbacks that have really changed the way we look at the quarterback position. Oh yeah. I just wish Lamar. I, I wish Lamar would have hired an agent. In all honesty, I think an agent would have really helped guided him throughout all this. Yeah, so I think I think he's self. I think he's self-representing, right? His mother represents him. I th- I think they need to talk to like an actual like agent. 
because someone like like a Drew Rosenhaus or something like Drew Rosenhaus would have gotten this done already. Drew Rosenhaus been, been just doing. Well, he would have put him on. Every- he would. He would have put him on a different team already. They would have had to trade him. Dude, I'm looking at all this shit and I'm like, and such and such is beside represented by Drew Rosenhaus. I'm like, dude. Dude, he's like, um, he's like Scott Boris for in baseball. Or uh, Rich Paul with, with basketball. Yeah, exactly. So, a um, couple more free agents. Uh, I said it's not like a, a huge week, kind of like week after that. You know, there's been a couple decent signings. Just kind of go from there. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield officially signed with the Buccaneers today on a one-year, four million dollar deal. Uh, yeah. I, I give I give a bunch of Bucks fans a bunch of shit down here, but you know, whatever. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, I mean, <laughs> you get you had Brady for a few years, you won a Super Bowl. Now you got to deal with the repercussions of it. Um, uh, Marcus Mariota to the Eagles. I think that's an awesome move as far as for a backup quarterback goes. I think backup quarterbacks yep. are now starting to become have, a like a necessity. They have finally, uh, they have finally gave Chip Kelly his dream. Yeah. Ten years later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they finally have manifested a Chip Kelly offense. Yeah, Chip Kelly's <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, well, great depth, great depth piece. You never know what can happen to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, you know, he's someone that, he's someone I serviceable. He's and he can run that offense just like Jalen. Uh, yep. Sure he's can. got the legs. You know, he's got a decent arm. Mm-hmm. So be it. Yep. Uh, the Bills re-signed Jordan Poirier to a two-year deal, uh, ten million dollars, four and a half million. Guaranteed. Very surprised. Very surprised at that one. I thought Poirier was definitely out the door. Yeah, I thought so too. He was because he was he was like tweeting at Dolphins players and stuff like that. I was like, damn, I'm like they're really gonna get they're gonna have a secondary led by they're gonna have a secondary of Javon Holland, Jordan Poirier, and obviously Ramsey and Zeven Howard and um you know they're whoever the third corner is gonna be. I'm like, damn, that is a hell of a secondary. Yep. Oh. <laughs> um. So not not really like a signing, but uh, you know the Titans. The Titans and Pro Bowl safety Kevin Kevin Beard. I think I say you say his last name right. Kevin Beard. By Byard. Byard. That Y right there. Fuck the American English language. Um. Uh, approach about the pay cut. Uh, but the but he's basically saying, uh, no, I'm not taking a pay cut. Well, officially, a couple hours ago, they said, all right, well, um, if you don't uh, take a pay cut, we're cutting you. So, which is upsetting because he's been very open saying that he wants to retire a Titan and he's still young, but he was very just locked in saying, I'm going to be a Tennessee Titan for my whole career. And I actually talked to my buddy who's a Titans fan. Um, and I asked him, like, yo, I'm like, I'm like, we haven't spoken in a little bit. I'm like, what do you think about everything your team is doing? And he's like, at first, I was upset, and he's like, but he's like, He's like, we're trying to catch up with the rest of the league. He's like, we're trying to build a faster offense. Our defense is still really good. We just have to really fill out pieces on the offense and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, look, I'm like, honestly, man, sometimes a rebuild is a fun time. I'm like, you get so much cap room. You know, you get to see how your player development really is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you still have, like, 
pieces on that team that are decent. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, but I it wouldn't shock me if next year they're in that quarterback. They're talking to a quarterback in that class. Oh, I'm, I'm 100% certain they probably will. Like I said, there's a lot of quarterbacks next year. There's a lot of quarterbacks next year. Oh, yeah. So I did read a report earlier today. Actually, it came out uh, about two hours ago. Um, Okay. The Raiders attempted to trade for the the first overall pick um, prior for the Panthers accepting theirs. Um, According to multiple sources, the Bears asked the Raiders for the following. Uh, 2023 first round, 2023 second round, two future first rounds, and a future second round. Uh, when the Raiders said no, hung up the phone, they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> That's a That's steep funny. price, uh, considering <coughs> um, what they received from uh, Carolina and the fact of how much they value DJ Moore. I think DJ Moore covered a lot of like those picks, like those asking price that they were asking for the from the Raiders. Like that's a lot of you gotta think like that's one, two, four. That's five picks in the first two rounds. So that's like th- you're essentially looking at three years. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, three first rounders and two second rounders. So three years. In a row, basically, is gone when it comes to the draft. That's a lot to move up from seven to one. <laughs> that's a mm-hmm. lot for the Raiders. That is a lot. That's, a, that's steep, and that's. But even then, they said too, like even after signing Jimmy G, and I guess now that report really makes sense. And I was right when I when I read that first report was that even though they signed Garoppolo. They're still in the quarterback market, and what I mean by that is they're looking in the draft. Poor Jimmy, bro. That dude just can't get a break to where he could sit down and go. Finally, honestly, what they're what they're paying me, and I get to live in Las Vegas. Do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Facts. I wonder if he's gonna buy Derek Carr's home. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care, dude. Someone, I think it was, I think someone on Fox Sports posted, they're like, single, Vegas, handsome, rich, and a picture of Jimmy Garoppolo. For real. <laughs> like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, this, I'm like, this guy really checks off all the boxes. Like, he really does. And he's just chilling. Big time. He knows he's just an average quarterback. I mean,. Average or not, he's got two Super Bowl he's, wins. He's had, or rings, sorry. That, they were yeah, he's got three appearances, I think, or four appearances in the Super Bowl. Four. One yeah. is a star. He was one pass away from winning that one against the Chiefs with the 49ers. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but, um, uh, Dan, do you have anything else you want to talk about as far as any other free agents before we kind of uh, cut the episode off at an hour? I'm very surprised that CJ Gardner Johnson is still out there. I I was going to possibly talk about that one as well, but obviously no signing yet. Now, obviously, because you just mentioned his name, he will be on a team tomorrow. Um, so mm-hmm. congratulations on that, Dan. Uh, thank you for doing that. So I guess that that'll be a topic of discussion Monday. <laughs> it's just weird. 
And then, like, obviously the Eagles had reverse course on Darius Slay. Yeah. That was an interesting yeah, kind of like, events. Uh, we're going to release Darius Slay. And he goes, if this is news to if me, you had... this is like, well, eh, two-year, $42 million deal, $23 million guaranteed. <laughs> if you had to do, like, right now, an early loser of free agency, who would it be? Ooh. Like, based off of signings or overall activity? Um, in terms of everything, if, even if this team lost a lot of people and they couldn't retain them, like factor that into your decision as well if you have to. Uh, I think an early loser. I mean, the, I have the a good. I have. I have a. I have a good one. The Patriots is <laughs> one. Um, mm -hmm. they're on my list. Baltimore hasn't done jack shit at all. Uh, so I don't know. I'll what give them a doing. pass. I'll give them a pass because they're dealing with like a pretty serious situation. What I mean by that is they need to <laughs> they need to figure out their quarterback situation. Um, I'll even say Dallas. I I mean they've only okay. I mean they they uh, they traded for Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that's that's great. I like the trade. Like that. Um. You guys might you guys might find Bobby Wagner. I was reading something uh, earlier. They uh, I, when I say okay, they've made some moves, but I don't like them in the sense of it's like okay, I like that you traded a second corner, but you traded for a second corner who he'll be twelve se <clears throat> twelve seasons in, a shit ton of mileage on his body, um. At one point, he was the best in the league, too. Oh, yeah, dude. When he was with the Patriots, this man... Yeah, he was the best corner in the league. This man was Revis Island 2.0, bro. It was insane for how he was. I don't I don't know. Um, we, we re-signed Leighton Van Der Esch. I mean, we cleared a bunch of cap space, you know, with restructuring contracts of Tyron Smith. I mean, I, I guess I like what they're doing, but I, I think they could be involved a little more or... Something, I feel like they're kind of just being a little too stagnant. If, if that makes sense, like the okay. N the NFC side is fucking wide open. This is where you need to take advantage and be America's team as you're supposed to be, and do some work out there. <laughs> do some work. Like there's got to be some. There's got to be people. Like get on the phone, get DeAndre Hopkins. Let's get this steamroll going with Ceedee Lamb and D Hop. You're not fucking double teaming one of them. So that'd be wild. That's a at that point, if you have Hop and you have C.D. Lamb right there, there's no excuse for Dak to fuck this up. You have a guy with with a with a 5XL glove on one side, and then you have C.D. Lamb, who is just an absolute dog, on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mean, good luck. Good luck to corners. Those two right there are probably even, if not potentially better, than Xavier Howard and Jalen Ramsey on the other side. Like, that's a... Good luck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It would also be fun to see, like, either CD or D-Hop go against Sauce Gardner when that game happens. You know what I mean? Ask me a good game. Ask me a fun game. Yeah, that would be fun. DJ Reed involved, and then they can get, like, a but, slot corner where they're going to keep Deuce. Yeah, I, I think so. I, but um, uh, another one that I think is a – is is it a is a loss right now or like not doing as much? Um, I'm not even gonna say Tampa just because they, they resigned Levante David. 
Uh, the Baker Mayfield one is kind of like a. I feel like he's kind of a, a fill in. I feel like that mm-hmm. the Bucks are going to go after somebody next year, big time, or try to find something. I think their big target was Jimmy G, um, but he signed with the Raiders, so that kind of like put a rent, put a little bit of a wrench in there. And then obviously Derek Carr signed with the Saints. <sighs> Shit, I mean, who do you have, bro? I mean, I, I'm kind of interested to see who you think is. I talked about like five teams, so. Uh, my first one's the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I think I talked about like, the running back situation or like linked with every yeah. big time running back. They have a running back situation. Um, I think they need to add another wide receiver to help Stephon Diggs. Gabe Davis is not going to be it. And they just cut Isaiah McKenzie. Okay. Um, is there a pop- now, before you go continue, Dan. What do you think is the greater chance, Stephon Diggs being traded, or them trading, for, or them trading for a wide receiver? Oh, them trading for a wide receiver. And the reason I ask is or signing because one. I've or seen... signing one. Like if they can just like I saw something that they were gonna sign, that they were looking at signing Adam Thielen, and I'm like, I like you want to recreate the Vikings? I'm like, you want to recreate the Vikings from a few years ago? Right, but I do, yeah. I do like that signing if that does happen. But yeah, I, that would that would put them in a good position. Um. Um, their secondary, I don't like it. Uh, I get Poyer's back. Uh, Micah Hyde's getting up there in age. Uh, obviously, we don't know if Demar Hamlin's going to come back. Uh, Tre'Davious White, not. Yeah, I mean, I I hope he does. Um, Tre'Davious White is a he's a decent corner, but he's definitely declined. I think they can shore up their secondary, and they haven't really shored up like that offensive line. Like, I'm, that's who signed with the Bears, isn't it? What? Tredavious White? That was their linebacker they had, right? Or am I thinking of somebody? Or, or am I thinking That's Tremaine Edmonds. Oh, Tremaine Edmonds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gee, you're like, wait, yeah. Tredavious White signed with the Bears, too? <laughs> I was like, God damn. Super fast. I, was gonna, I was about, no, I didn't even, I'm not even near my phone, but I'm like, wow, like, I didn't hear that. I'm like, good for them. <laughs> That's a... I'm like that's gonna help out a little bit, yeah, um, but they, it's a, in losing Tremaine Edmonds, that's a that's a big loss at linebacker. Um, there's a lot of holes on that team, and especially if the Jets get Rodgers and the Dolphins are obviously you know doing what they're doing, you know there's a good chance Buffalo could be the third best team in that AFC East on paper. Um, my second team losing in free agency, and this is only contingent on if their rookie class from last year hits, but to me, it's the Philadelphia Eagles. You need to stir up that running back spot. Yes. Not sure. Not sure if Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott is actually going to win you games. Um, oh, sorry. I just got a report. Uh, the Cardinals are asking for the Cardinals asking price for DeAndre Hopkins as a second round pick plus something else of value that just came out. I saw that. Oh, you did? Oh, well, okay then. Yeah, I'll, I'll, sc- I'll scroll. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, was scrolling, I was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I saw that. I'm like, ah. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, he'll go for it, a second round pick in a Hershey's chocolate bar. Um, my apologies. Uh, Continue. But, uh, but no, I think uh, I have Philadelphia. Lost a lot of pieces on defense, primarily in that linebacking core. They lost, obviously, they weren't going to pay Javon Hargrave. Um, 
bringing back Darius Slay kind of like maybe alleviated the second the secondary a little bit, but you definitely need to bring back Gardner Johnson. Uh, losing T.J. Edwards, losing Kaiser White, those are two really good linebackers that they lost. Um, obviously, losing Sanders. They have, a, they have a lot. They have a lot of free agents from that team. Like a lot of guys left, and they're and I guess you know they have like the rookies that can come in. Like you have Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, too, is their offensive line. It is getting older. You know, Lane Johnson's not really healthy anymore. Kelsey's back for one more year. Um, Isaac Ciamal is going to be gone. You know, I just, like, they have a lot of questions. They're, they remind me a lot of the Rams from last year where when the Rams won the Super Bowl, and I said it, I said, like, this team has a lot of things they need to answer in the offseason, mm-hmm. and they didn't do it. And we saw the we saw the season that they had. And I think the Eagles are still better than what the Rams were going into their, you know, obviously the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl, but like in terms of like participating in the Super Bowl, the Eagles are still, I think, better off than the Rams were, but they have a lot of pieces that need to be put back together on that team, primarily on defense. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I mean, as a, as a Cowboy fan, I like to hear that the Eagles are having a, a shit off season. So thank you for that. Right. Round of applause there. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Thank I think you. the winners of free agency are pretty like self-explanatory. Yeah. Chicago. I have Kansas City on that list too. Chicago's doing really well. Um, I like what Kansas City's doing, just retooling, re-adding. I mean, the Jets doing obviously what they have to thinking, do. you know, they're Rodgers. I mean, that's still that's still a win. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so mean, you can put him in the winner's category, especially since he's just, you know, he's verbally committed to joining. <laughs> yeah. um, I think uh, I like that. I, I feel like in the middle criteria, like winner but needs improvement, um, Giants. Um, they, I like what the Giants are doing. Yeah, I do too. like what they're doing. I, I like what they're doing a lot. Um, maybe a little bit more improvement. Maybe they are a team that is a contention to sign Odell Beckham. Maybe he wants to come home. Um, that would be a really good addition, I think. He's gonna come to the Jets, bro. Play with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's possible. Oh shit, it's possible. Um, That'd be crazy. Uh, another team that I like a lot that's doing doing their job. You know, I'm surprised it's not doing a lot. Denver. No, I they're like actually doing, doing pretty pretty good. They're signing off. It's alive. They're like, fuck this. I'm surprised. Uh, I'm surprised the Jaguars aren't really adding to their team. They lost I mean, to obviously Juan you Taylor, have, and they were like, "See you later, bud." <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess adding, I guess uh, technical, <clears throat> you get Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Yep. They 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 finally activated him. So. Yeah. So I guess on a technical basis, you have fully acquired the services of Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Um. But like I said, losing Jawan Taylor, that's a pretty big deal. I think, um, I think that they weren't really happy with him. He got a fat offer from Kansas City, and they're like, see you, man. We'll find somebody else who can not allow sacks. Yeah. So, but other than that, I think pretty much, like I said, free agency is kind of self-explanatory. So. Yeah, and I think uh, I think sometime next week we will uh, 
we'll finally get to doing our baseball preview show. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about it, man. I'm about it. Because we're, we're right there now. We're a little under two weeks away from opening day. Yep. But All right, man. Hey, uh, like almost an hour, 15 minutes on our episode. But yeah, thanks guys for listening as always to our uh, episodes. Um, stay, stay tuned for our next week episode as we uh, get into baseball. Baseball be coming around the corner and obviously more free agent stuff. Maybe Lamar signs. Maybe he gets a deal. Maybe something happens. You never know. But, uh, yeah, until then, um, thank you guys for listening so much. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Adios.